Hey, welcome back to Bobblehead Podcast, where Tim and I go into part two of the praise and acknowledgement topic, I guess is what we can call this thing. But, um, you know, we, we started on it last week and uh, it, it just it got a little bit deeper than we thought. And so we wanted to break it into part two. So hope you guys um, continue to listen and enjoy it. And let's get started. And, and as a leader, and I've talked about this too, it, as a CEO of the organization, especially a small entrepreneurial organization, you know, to me, the key word for me is value. Mm-hmm. Is are people bringing value to me? And, and you know, it, it's strange to say, but even though I have very little re- interaction with ninety percent of our team members, I have a a value quotient or um, a value scale that I put on every single employee we have. And people, how can you do that without having interaction? It comes from those Friday calls, our Monday calls, is when our leaders are talking about, here's what we accomplished and here's how we did it. I hear all those things and I hear names come up over and over again of, man, so-and-so came through for us again, or they really stepped up and, and they're not doing it to heap praise on it to me. It's, man, I, these guys are awesome. And I'm just telling the rest of the group what's going on, but I hear those things. And so when it comes time for, man, we've got somebody that really, we've got a, a new position that we want to put somebody, you know, or just new position that's opened up because of an opportunity or whatever, man, my mind immediately goes to those people yeah. that I find that have the greatest value. So, you know, if you're not a, if you're not a leader and you're a team member and you're listening to this, you want to know how to bring value and you want to know how to move up is you be that person that makes a difference that steps up and does something special and doesn't ask for attaboys yeah. that you do it because it helps the mission. And I promise you, promise you, promise you that there's people above you in high places that are watching. And when they see that value happen, the next time there's a, there's an opportunity to put someone in a position that, you know, needs to be filled because we've, we have a need your, your name comes up. Yeah. Even, and, even, even if you're not trained to do that. Yeah. And I think a big part of this too, is you have to have subordinate leadership that you trust, right? Because, yeah. and, and here's where I'm going with this is that we've, we've heard it before. Most of the people that are in leadership roles have heard this before. They have a subordinate leader that's talking about their people and it's almost like they're cramming them down your throat, mm-hmm. wanting you to know how great they are. Mm-hmm. Right. And, but the problem is it's, it's not passed through that objective lens of reality and it's never balanced out. Right. So I, I don't like feeling like you're selling me on how great your employees are. Yeah. Um, we see it and we feel it yeah. by the job that they do. And I love, I love when they call out who accomplishes what, because that's incredibly important. And I think as a leader, and that's a sec, kind of the second part of this, you need to be given away the praise, but make sure that it comes from a good place and not you trying to sell the boss on how great your employees are. Because for me, that, that kind of, I automatically assume the family element is kicking in mm-hmm. and you're sweeping all the bad stuff under the rug. And I've, I've got very little, very little runway for that. And, and what that does is, is it's funny. We used to have that happen a lot, and especially I, and I, and I see right, I always mm-hmm. saw right through it. And what that does is whoever was trying to heap that praise just to pump somebody up, then that may, it, the, the person saying it, their value quotient went down with me. Yeah. And what it did was said, I can't trust you. Because you were trying to feed me a story, and it was obvious, trying to feed me a story to pump somebody up because you wanted this for them or this was going to help you. And so it, it leads to a, a self-praise for them, and that and all that does is just devalue. And I can promise you the people that did that are not here anymore. 100%. And the irony behind that is the people that generally 
try to, you know, shove how great their team is down their throat. When you hear him talk about the team accomplishments, it's never we, us, it's always I, yeah. I, me. Yeah. And it's it's a weird thing how it's almost like they're trying to soak up all the praise from you mm-hmm. while not passing it down to that lower level. But in order to cover up for the fact that they maybe don't even know what their people are doing or they may not have the greatest people, they're going to absorb all of it, not pass it down, but then tell you how great everybody on their team is without ever really interacting with it. Yeah, it, it and words like our team's working really hard and they're working really long days to get, get things done. Okay, that's everyone. So give me some specifics. Tell me about what you guys are doing special. You know, I want to hear, I want to hear what you guys are going over and beyond. And it doesn't, it doesn't have, it's a normal course of business, right? Tell me how somebody stepped up when they didn't have to in order to help progress the mission. Yeah. And, and, and you're not doing it to tell me how great it is. You're telling all the other team members how impressed you are with them and not how great they are. But man, I, I was really impressed with so-and-so because they really, man, they, they really stepped up and did this specifically. And this is what the outcome was. Yeah. And, and it, it really made everyone in our team step up and look at what we can do different. hundred percent. And so kind of transitioning the question a little bit or the topic is how do, how do we do it? How do we do it the right way in, in terms of praise and recognition? Right. I think we've, we've, we've grandstanded a little bit on what we think that it's not. Mm-hmm. So do you want to spend a little bit of time yeah, sure. talking about how we do it? Sure. Go. Okay. So, so much of I, I, what I think we do the right way for praise and acknowledgement is we take a twofold approach at it. We're very communicative and we have a lot of feedback mechanisms to let our people know how it is that they're doing, but we also have, you know, we have, bonuses for certain parts of the team. And, and it's, it's based on productivity of the team instead of productivity of an individual. Mm-hmm. So the praise becomes more natural, right? They're going to get it through the feedback mechanism from their leadership, but they're also going to get, you know, a quarterly bonus based on how it is that they performed. Right. And I think those, that type of feedback mechanism, it doesn't come in a day. It's not a specific day where it's like, you know, national sales engineer day where you right. know, we sent, we sent David Wells a cutting board, right? Like, right. We, he knows that if he, if he accomplishes his job the right way, he's going to get the praise along the way in terms of like bi-directional communication with me. But at the end of every quarter, he's also going to get something for the hard work and the effort that he put in. Mm-hmm. That's something that's tangible and something that lets him appreciate and get that self-worth from, from the job that he accomplished rather than receiving something just because it's a day irrespective of his performance. And that's, and that's another topic in and of itself, but I don't want to go too deep into that today. because we'll go way down a rabbit hole, but talk a little bit about, you know, it's not, it's not subjective when it's, it's very objective and talk about how do you measure when that they deserve that? How do we measure when someone deserves that bonus or that they've met their objectives? How okay. do we do that? Yeah, you know, let's use the professional services team for as, a, as an example. We have a a threshold of projects initiated and of projects closed for each quarter, and if if they do that, it triggers a a, a team based incentive incentive, right? So it, it's not you either started it and you closed it or you didn't. There's no in between. Right. right. And so making it black and white or on the engineering side of things is based on story points, which is a measurement of productivity. And it is a black and white measurement. And and they're they're incentivized based on that. It's not on a feeling. It's not on a think I feel. It's what have you accomplished, right? And you get if you get people that love their job, if they if they what wakes them up and gets them out of bed in the morning is a thought of being able to make product better through coding. Right. And then you're able to incentivize them for 
doing what they love and working really hard at what it is that they love and they happen to get a monetary benefit as a result of those two things, then you don't have to worry about a day of acknowledgement. You don't have to because they love what they do. And again, you sprinkle in the praise that comes naturally because they are doing a good job, not because you feel obligated right. to give them something because of a day on a calendar. Right. And, and you know, that falls back to when they go back to their families and say, Hey, you know, I got a bonus this quarter. Why, why don't you get that? Well, let me tell you. Yeah. Right. Hey, we, we were able to accomplish this and we did that. And, and so it allows, it allows your family to be proud of what you did, not just you accomplishing the mission, but you know, you're there to provide for your family. And when you do something extraordinary, um, it's pretty cool to be able to go back to your family and say, I can remember when I was in those positions, Yeah, com, you know, came back and say, I got a really big bonus or I got this great commission because this is what I was able to do or we were able to do or whatever it was, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. And that's important, especially when you're starting off and you're trying to build that motivation, right? Then understanding that you're, you're rewarded based on you hitting your objectives and being very clear about what those are is super important early on in your career. And something that lies within your control. Yeah, that's also right. super important. They have direct input on you, on the variable compensation and the feedback mechanism that comes along with that. They're in control of that. This isn't some company policy. This isn't something that's discretionary for us. They are in control of it, yeah. right? And yeah. it creates competition amongst them too. And, and so, you know, for a lot of it, going back to the family thing, you know, we, we don't know, like sometimes they may have some big financial pressure that's on the table as a result of a medical bill or something, right? right? And knowing that they put in the hard work to alleviate that pressure for their family, not only does it make them closer to their family, but I think it, it, it helps with their loyalty, and that's a whole different topic, yep. but their loyalty to the organization or their appreciation from the organization, yeah. um, and it helps it stick. Yeah, I was, uh, and this is kind of along the same lines, I was talking to one of our listeners, a good friend of mine, and uh, he runs um, he runs one of the, he runs a store for a very large uh, auto dealership in the Dallas area and very good at what he does, right? And so we were having the conversation. I think he had sent me a text and we had done the, uh, the podcast on taking time off and how you need to really take time away. And uh, he was actually uh, down in Mexico with his family and some other families hanging out. And, and, uh, and so he said, I listened to your podcast. He's like, yeah, but that's really hard for me to do. I've just completely not check email and not do this stuff. I'm like, well, why? And so we kind of went into the explanation and you know, what was, what's happening to him is, is he, he brings these people up and brings them into leadership, uh, uh, leadership roles in his store and trains and teaches them. And they finally get up to speed and get really good. And the numbers look really good for what they do. And they get plucked to go to another store. Right. And so he's like, man, I, I'd love to be able to bring my people up and do what you guys are saying I need to do. But every time I do that, they get plucked. So what I get left with is I'm constantly churning through and teaching and training people in my store and I'm not always getting the reward for it. Right. And, but I said at the same time, I'm like, and he, he, he knows this. So I'm not telling him anything he doesn't know. It's pretty cool that, you know, out of his store, he didn't have, they don't give him an award or a ribbon for, bringing up and training all of these people, but on the highest level of, and I, I don't know him personally, but I know of the gentleman that owns all of them, older gentleman. I know the way he thinks, cause he probably thinks a lot like a lot of business owners do is that my friend holds a lot of value, man, we couldn't do without that guy. Not only was he secure in his job, but you know, he's there in a super important part of all these stores all across Texas. Mm -hmm. because he's bringing up and training these leaders and that's not really his job. 
but he doesn't need an attaboy or doesn't need a pat on the back or, but man, it's, it's, it's something he is helping the mission of the whole organization. Is it fair? Eh, maybe, maybe not. But I, in the long run, it's going to be really fair because there'll be a reward at some point, once, some point in time for that. And so, you know, as leaders, the way we have to see things is, is we have to make sure that the people below us and underneath us and in this fight with us, the mission are getting the recognition they deserve in the right way so that they can learn and be brought up to be leaders. Part of that is what we have to teach them is, as you become leaders, you get less recognition and don't expect that. And here's where to see your fulfillment is here, not, not a crown, right? But it's, it's, it's kind of like being a parent. Don't get a lot of credit for being a parent, right? It's almost parents. We have to pump each other up sometimes, but you know, you can do a lot of stuff as a parent and you don't get a lot of attaboys, but I can tell you of, as having kids that have now grown up, your attaboy comes later in life. If, if you work hard and you do all those things, you don't get recognition for it. But reward at the end is you get to have a great relationship with your kids yeah. as adults. And that's the most, I could, I wouldn't have ever imagined that being the greatest reward for all those tough, tough times for so many years, but it's worth it. I think it's your, your legacy changes, right? As you become, as you transition from being a guy that, that codes or a guy that sells cars, right. To a guy that is now leading and training and mentoring people to sell cars, right. What, what changes is your legacy goes from how much did you personally contribute to what type of force multiplier, what type of legacy are you leaving? And I think, um, I, I know who you're talking about. The legacy that he's leaving on that organization is that he's bringing up these people and training them the right way and showing them the right way to do things. And they're going and doing the same thing. And now he's passing that along. So, right. you know, what he may be losing acutely, think about what he's spreading strategically to the organization. And there's, as a leader, there should be so much like just innate reward and happiness that comes from bringing somebody up that you know is going to go do great things and is going to con- continue that same type of legacy yeah. and raise people the right way and praise people the right way, acknowledge people the right way so they can continue to do the same thing. And it's like spreading that sphere of influence, right? It's, it's truly making your sphere of influence better, stronger. I agree. And, and, and so go you know, full circle back to what we started with, kind of me get on my soapbox is, you know, if, if you're in, if you're in a leader posi- leadership position, you know, don't, don't grant grandstand because someone doesn't recognize you don't don't this is not that that's the opposite of being a leader and and you know being in the healthcare community you know we see this a lot there's some really really well-run hospitals some really really well-run departments um i think we're working with you know a really close friend of mine that i think the world of out in california and you talked to him mm-hmm. just last week and just to see how his team how he leads his team um, you know, it's hard when you're in the middle of it to see it, but man, from the outside, I respect the heck out of him. He's a great guy, but outside of that, I love how he leads that team and how he takes the stuff he deals with and tries to make the most of it. Right. And so I, I respect people like that and I do my best to try to tell them. Yeah. And so, um, cause I, I know how hard it is in that position, but all that being said, is you know hospitals are nothing different, no different than any other organization. And and I'll I'll say this is I, I have some like I said earlier I have some really good friends that are really good physicians and are really good leaders in their practices. Um, but you know we probably don't have a whole lot of physicians that are in hospitals that are in 
leadership positions, but I'll tell you this, some of the best hospitals in the nation are run by nuns. Hmm. And um, if you, if you're lucky enough to be anywhere near a, a Catholic uh, health system and they speak, there's a bunch of them all over, all over the United States, but um, and I, I'm not at all Catholic. So I'm, I can't, you know, I'm saying this because I'm just heaping praise on them is they, they typically run those things the right way. And when you get to the top leadership position, it's a, or a couple of nuns that run that thing. And I can promise you, you know, they, they're as good a leaders as you will ever find. And you would never expect that, but man, they are, they are tight fisted and hammer, hammer down and they're tough negotiators and they do things because they get what the mission is. Yeah. And you know, their whole mission in life is, is, you know, spiritual, but they believe that for them, it's this health system and this hospital and healing, helping people get better is their mission in life. And there's nothing else that matters. And they don't want praise. They don't get praise, but they are some of the best hospital leaders in the nation. And you would never guess. And there's a lot of people that I've met that are CEOs of large hospital systems, and they're the biggest jerks you'll ever meet. And all they want is praise and what they did and what their stock price is or what their health system did. And that's great. But man, look back at you are short lived, buddy. And, yeah. I, and nearly every one of them are short lived. The ones that heap praise down, that don't ask for that, don't ask for the attaboys, but are building up their teams are the ones that literally can, are making a huge difference in changing healthcare for the better. And that's, we need more of that, not just in healthcare, but across in all businesses is how are we going to make what we do, my industry, whatever that is, how am I going to make that better? You do it through leadership. You do it through example. Absolutely. And again, praise and acknowledgement is important, but it needs to be set up in a way and in a system and a, in a, like a thought process that encourages it on a regular free flowing basis, right? Accomplishment from doing a good job from, from them feeling the pride of accomplishing a task as it relates to, to their job performance. And you know, sprinkled in again by that, by bi directional communication. But when it gets to that leadership level, you can set the mechanism up down and all that praise should flow downhill, yep. but don't expect it at your level. And, and the other thing is if you, if you don't get it for whatever reason, the worst thing in the world that you could do is complain to your people. Yes. Oh my gosh. Some lack of respect people are people going to have for you. Yeah. Yeah. Just absorb it. Right. Insulate them from as much of it as possible. Set up whatever mechanism that you can to make sure that they feel that they're appreciated and that they know how to accomplish their, their individual mission. And you're going to be fine. And don't worry about a day on a calendar. Don't worry about, you know, national COO's day, which I, I'll, I, I have an invite. I'll send it to you on the calendar. No, you said but, it last week. I want to tell you, I approved it. And we're going to, I'm, I'm bringing in a cake and we're going to put a crown on you and send a picture out to all the employees. I, I hope it's a tiara actually. Okay. The two, two. Yeah. So just lead people the right way. Yep. Agree. Whatever that means. Well, so hey, if, if you have questions about this or have maybe um, things you've seen in the past of where you think that's worked, we've, you know, Arthur was really great to send us that, that feedback. That was really fun, yeah. thought. Um, we, we, you know, we crave that, that, uh, that back. I get lots of text from different listeners that, that I know that, Hey, I really like this. And here's what, or, you know, Hey, what about this? Or what about that? Man, we love that. And so we want to learn, we do this because yep. we're trying to learn from each other, but we want to learn from you too. So please send us feedback and uh, tell us your take on some of this stuff. Yeah. I disagree with us. That's fine. Oh, it's, please do. Yeah. I beg for that. We love that. Yeah. If, if you think David, if you listen to this, think Dev and I agree all the time, 
you, you've, you've missed out or we're not doing this right. Cause we disagree on a lot of things, but the fun thing is, is we get to talk through some of that stuff. And, and I've learned a ton from you and, you know, you and I, even in, in social areas don't always think alike, mm -hmm. right? We're our politics. Probably we don't talk about it a lot, but our politics probably aren't in line. Um, but you know, I learn a lot from you because I, I, I listen to you and ask questions and you do the same. And I feel like I'm, I'm a better person, a smarter person by some of those exchanges we're having. Did you just, except me? for the smart ass ones. Did you just praise me? I think you just acknowledged me. I'd like to, I'd like to take that back. My stomach hurt. Like actually. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, it was fun. All right. All till right. next time. Yes, sir.